A spy needs an interpreter to leave a country. Religion, politics, big things blowing up. And again, there's no place like home. We'll look at these and other components of the just-released Gerard Butler movie, Kandahar. Hi, this is Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. We're going to give you our no-spoiler, quick-fire review of Kandahar. We'll keep the spoilers out, but give you our opinion and some background to help you determine if Kandahar is worth your time and money. Now, the official website for Kandahar, www.kandaharmovie.com, gives us this synopsis of the movie. In Kandahar, Tom Harris, an undercover CIA operative, is stuck deep in hostile territory in Afghanistan. After his mission is exposed, he must fight his way out alongside his Afghan translator to an extraction point in Kandahar all whilst avoiding elite enemy forces and foreign spies tasked with hunting them down. Yep, that's this movie in a nutshell. So let's start with the cast. And I think the cast is excellent. I think they all did a very good job here. Kandahar stars Scottish actor Gerard Butler playing CIA operative Tom Harris. Now we like Butler's Mike Banning character in the Has Fallen franchise. And we like him here. His role's a bit different. And he plays this one well is very good at portraying level-headedness, even when all hell is breaking loose around him. Now, Iranian actor Navid Nehebahan gives an excellent performance as Mo. He's the translator mentioned in the synopsis. I think he steals the movie. I recognized him from his role as Abu Nazir in the series Homeland. He was really, really good in Kandahar. Now, Indian actor Ali Fazal plays Kahil. Now, he's one of the people that Tom Harris must deal with throughout the movie. I thought his role was written a little oddly. I mean, he plays it well, though, but his role kind of made me think of the trackers in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Who are those guys? Well, in this case, it would be, who is that guy? Australian actor Travis Fimmel plays Roman, who's one of the good guys. Again, this was a role that was very well played. English actress Nina Toussaint White plays a reporter, Luna Kujal. Now, she played her part well, but... I still haven't figured out why her part was in the movie at all. Yes, she does advance the plot and speed things along, but I I just didn't get her role, especially after that key point in the movie happens. I mean, yeah, I think they tried to make a political statement with her at the end, but I, I just didn't get why this role existed. And then finally, American actor Corey Johnson plays Chris Hoyt, who along with American actor Mark Arnold's character Mark Lowe, are the leads on the mission back at headquarters. We've talked about Corey Johnson in our reviews of the ITV series The Ipcris File and All the Old Knives. We like him. He's a character actor who normally has smaller supporting roles, but he always delivers. He, he kind of reminds me in that regard of uh, Shane Rimmer in the Bond series. One of those characters that when you see him, you know his part's going to be played well. It's not going to be a huge part, but it's done well. So for each actor I listed, I told you their nationality, and why did I do that? Well, this is a movie with a diversity of characters, and multiple countries are represented. This was a really good use of a cast of international actors to give a feel of authenticity to the movie. It just works. Now, let's move on to the plot, or at least as much as I can tell you about without giving the movie away. In fact, it is so solid that there are two movies out right now with almost identical plot points about this. The Guy Ritchie movie, The Covenant, was released in the U.S. on April 21st, 2023, and I can still find it playing in theaters in the Chicago area. Now, IMDb's synopsis of The Covenant is, quote, 
During the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of grueling terrain, unquote. So what's IMDb's one-liner about Kandahar? Quote, a CIA operative and his translator flee from special forces in Afghanistan after exposing a covert mission, unquote. So these are very similar sounding one-liners about the movie. In the first case, in The Covenant, it's an injured sergeant who needs to be led with a local interpreter. Here in Kandahar, it's a CIA operative. Similar sounding plot points to me. But why did we get two of them right now? Well, let's see what happened in 2021 that may have spawned these movies. Oh, yeah, the U.S. pulled out of Afghanistan, and there was an uproar about the translators or interpreters who helped the U.S. operate in Afghanistan. How many of them could we get out? So these two movies came out of this with similar-sounding plot points, but with very different results. The Covenant has a 98% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Kandahar only has an 81 score. Probably with good reason, that I'll explain. It's not a terrible movie. It's also not the best movie ever. Now, before I go on, I should say that I saw this through a fairly uninformed American's eyes. I don't know a lot about all the goings-on in Afghanistan, Iran, and Pakistan. So someone from one of those countries, or maybe a military person who's been exposed to those areas, may have a different viewpoint from what I'm going to say next. I definitely have some naivety here when it comes to that part of the world. Kandahar seems to be making a political statement a few times, but not overtly doing it. And I think that's part of the problem. When I left the theater, the other guy, yes, there was one other guy there watching it, I asked him what he thought, and he said, I don't know if they knew what they wanted that to be. And I think that was a really good way to explain it. And I'm not sure if it was director Rick Romanois or writer Mitchell LaFortune, but the story isn't solid, even though the premise of the movie is. And I think what happened here is they seemed to want to show each side's viewpoint and didn't really nail any of them. And I think it probably would have been better if they had just picked a side. And I think they tried to play this a little too much down the middle. Now, one thing did make me laugh. So if you see this movie, count how many times you can pick up a comment about all the stuff the Americans left behind when they pulled out of Afghanistan. It was more than twice. And it got a chuckle out of me because... That was a very big thing in the press here when, when all of this went down. Now, one thing that I thought they handled very well was religion. Obviously, being in that part of the world, many Muslims were shown praying. And you see that in most spy movies or spy TV shows. When they're in a Muslim country, you see people praying. And in this case, not everybody in the movie was Muslim. And there is a scene with a non-Muslim helping a Muslim be able to pray. And so I, I thought that was touching and espoused tolerance of each other's differences. Well, aside from everybody trying to kill each other. In any case, I like the way they did that. Another person in the movie had switched religions and had come to terms with his God. And I thought this was well done, too. Now, the best scene in the movie to me was there's a tense scene between the interpreter, Mo, and the leader of the opposition. Now, I'm not going to go into details. You'll know it when you see it. But I thought this scene was very, very well done. In fact, to me, it was the best written part of the movie. It was thought-provoking and made you think, what would happen if I was in that situation? To me, that's a really good scene. Now, we mentioned in our March 28th Spy Movie News that we thought the trailer looked good for Kandahar. And we said we'd be waiting to see what's done with the cinematography. 
And we think cinematographer McGregor does a pretty good job with this. Kandahar was filmed in Saudi Arabia, and we thought the wide shots were very well done. Open shots of the desert can have a oneness to them with the colors, and McGregor gave us some really good views. Now, I've never been to Iran or Afghanistan, so I can't comment about how real things looked. My issue, and why I said a pretty good job, is the use of shaky cam. I get it. Everyone is using shaky cam to enhance the action. A curse on the born identity for popularizing its use. Where it drove me absolutely nuts in this movie was when it was used in a scene where Tom Harris is just sitting on a rooftop. There was almost no action to this. He's sitting there. Yet we got an extremely tight shot of his face, kind of reminded me of the way Tom Hooper shot Les Miserables. But then they had the shaky cam. He's just sitting there. Why was there any shake to that shot? It was pretty much stationary. No enhanced action was needed there. Filmmakers, please stop with the shaky cam. Another issue I have with Kandahar is that it clocks in with a two-hour runtime, and I just thought that was too long. Yes, this was less of an action spy movie than many made today, and I like that. I like it when the story is told and the espionage is there, and it's not, let's see if we can do the next big stunt. However, there were scenes that I thought dragged on much too long. A bit tighter editing may have helped. At the intro to this episode, I talked about the fact that there, again, no place like home. That was a theme in the movie Agent that we reviewed last month. And it's here again in this one because it's all about Tom and Mo trying to get home. So, pardon the Wizard of Oz reference here, but there's no place like home. So, we said at the beginning of this episode that we'd give you some background to help you decide if Kandahar is worth your time and money. Well, we won't say this is a terrible movie, it wasn't Casablanca either. We think it's a middle-of-the-road spy movie that seemed to get lost a bit in figuring out what it really was trying to say. The acting, however, was very good. If you're a Gerard Butler or Navid Negaban fan, you're probably going to like this movie. So that's a wrap of our review of the just-released spy movie, Kandahar. If you do go to see this one, please let us know your thoughts at info at spymovienavigator.com. We'd love to hear from you. This has been Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.